Oi! 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 Got a great office party show. So much to talk about in the world of politics, in the world of pop culture, in the world of Brexit, and then in the world of apologies. I'm going to start the show out with a big giant apology. We had a wonderful interview with Leslie Dowd. We had a great time. It was awesome, awesome, awesome. And then the same internet gremlins that attacked our interview with Michael Knowles and have repeatedly attacked this show. They reared their ugly heads. So unfortunately, we're going to go back. We owe it to Leslie to do it right. We're going to go back and, and get that interview again. We'll do it the right way because here's the idea, gentle listeners. Here's what I want to do. Uh, I, I've, uh, I've always said this is a big experiment, and, and I'm figuring it out. I don't think people realize how easy it is uh, to post stuff to the Loftus party. It is a, it, it's a weird thing, and it's hard to describe because there, there, is, there is news, and there's opinion, and there's columns, and there's movie reviews, and there's game reviews. However, you are invited to participate too. So what I thought I would do, this was my big plan for, for this week's show. I wanted to interview the newest contributor, Leslie, uh, who, that's going to be awesome. And then I wanted to interview Paul Hare and talk about his book uh, that is available. And we're going to figure out a way to get that available on the website as well. I want to talk to uh, Lisa K. Tate about what she's doing and what she has interested. And I want to, cause, cause that'll give me a, another great excuse to invite you guys to go. And, uh, I know it sounds hokey, but join the conversation. So that's, unfortunately we, we don't have the interview with Leslie. I feel horrible about it, but you know what? That's, that's the way it happened. It'll be, it'll be better next week. So with that being said, we've got, uh, we've got the gypsies back from, wacky gypsy thing she was doing last week with campfires and amulets and bizarre incantations in in the the swamps of louisiana wherever the hell you were great until the cops showed up it's always great until the cops show up (laughs) and then there's the chance it could be even greater like in like in super bad but Mm -hmm. sadly it, it very rarely goes that way all right so we've got a mountainous show I don't want to waste time. I never want to waste time. I don't I don't like the big, long preambles. Oh, and that's another one, the big, long preambles. I don't know if you guys have been digging this, uh, but there's a, another contributor, uh, Gloria, and I always feel like I'm going to mangle her last name. I think it's Haney, and she has she's posting these phenomenal recipes with no preambles. It's great. You she found comes- a food blog with no preambles? It's fantastic oh my god that's like it's called like it's like the holy grail it's and it's only and it's only at the loftestparty.com she calls it like no bs uh food recipes they're they're fantastic i gotta i listen i got an instapot uh, for christmas and i want to start making uh, i want to start making her recipes and and giving feedback so i think it's awesome so it's happening it's it's growing it's wonderful and oh other good news other good news I think we finally broke through the algorithm on Facebook uh, because okay. because yeah because the people on Facebook are so f- fantastic. Uh, I think we finally broke through that algorithm. I think we finally broke through the algorithm on YouTube. I, I th- it's uh, it's wonderful. These are exciting exciting times. 
for the Loftus Party, theloftusparty.com. Uh, oh, and I'll, you know what? We'll just talk about the, that news. That'll be the, the opening of the show. The deplorable tour, the deplorable show, that, that starts this Wednesday. So if you're in Southern California and uh, you're, you're close, you, you got to come by. You got to come by and see this show. We kick it off in Brea. You can get tickets at deplorableshow.com, deplorableshow.com. We got 16 cities. We're going to be making, we just added uh, two shows, I believe, in in New York, in the actual city of New York. We're going to be there towards the end of the tour. So it's going to be a, a big spring tour. And then we're going to do some other interesting stuff that I can't talk about now in the summer. And then we're going to kick back off in, in the fall as everything gets more and more exciting. And I don't know how closely, if any of you guys are following this or the updates. I've, I was on Fox and Friends recently and, and talking about how one-sided late-night comedy is and all that wonderful stuff. The story was picked up. It was running a, a bunch of different outlets. So I'm stirring the pot but you guys should know this. This is I'm getting a little uh, not not maudlin, but but serious for for a little bit. This deplorable show, it, it's comedy, you guys. It's comedy. It's a good time. It's uplifting. We're not at, at no point in the show are we going to ask people to to grab pitchforks and let's go smash the windows of a Bank of America. That's not what this is about. This is about there is a a big effort on the left to marginalize and make people feel bad for not joining them. And and it's it's like a, the unspoken, it's like the narrative of, of late-night comedy shows and of the news and of CNN. And we'll get to all this because there's some big stories that'll make my point. They're trying to make people feel bad for not voting for Hillary. They're trying to make people feel bad for not being on the the liberal side of every issue. If you're not on their side, you must be evil. You must be racist. You must it must be hate speech. It's 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 it is the narrative in my opinion, and I think it's kind of working. They want people to be embarrassed. They're go I think it'll affect the independent voter. You should be embarrassed. You should be ashamed. You should feel bad if you're not on the side of the left. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's wrong. So the people on the deplorable show, that's what we're doing. It's like it's like a celebration and it's comedy and it's music. It's a, but it's a celebration. It's it's a good time. With that being said, there are at least 3, we might be up to 4 now, theaters that said no, we don't want you here. We don't want that message here. And and I don't know how far we can let them push us around. And this is what I was talking about on Fox News. And, and I'll, I'll open this up to, uh, to, to Gypsy and, and, and Rick here as well to, to get your thoughts. But in my opinion, and I wrote that I started writing it as a joke for uh, my Fox and Friends piece on, on late night TV. But then it occurred to me, this is not a joke. <clears throat> this is for real. Like if you look at late night television, cause it was a uh, Christian Gillibrand was announcing on Colbert uh. and, Right, and so Colbert gave her the the warm welcome, and aren't you adorable, and all this and all that, and so all the all the candidates on the on the Democratic side are going to go on Colbert, 
and they're going to look wonderful and they're going to shine and it's going to be adorable and cutesy and, and warm and fuzzy. But without, you know, you get Kimmel is, is also very politically active. They've dragged Jimmy Fallon into all this. Samantha B. it's very obvious where she is. All these other shows, there is no voice on the right. And you've been listening to this podcast. You've been watching the flip side uh, back in the day when it was on. You guys are you're awesome. And, and they're not going to let... And I can't talk about it right now. I don't want to ruin anybody's career. But I got a, a very – I want to participate in late night. I, I want to participate. No one – the show that I'm pitching uh, right now, right now, I had, an, I had another meeting last week. Is universally – that, that were like, nah, not our cup of tea. However, there, there's been like four places that are like, this is awesome. We love it. We, it, it it's affordable. It's right the bank. We can, this thing is fantastic. We, are, we can't put it on our television station. It might be perceived as being friendly to the right. So uh, the media narrative is there. There is no but right. And then, of course, there are. There's, there's tons of us. There's tons. There's tons. They won't allow us on the airwaves. So we're not allowed to even play the game. And it creates this illusion that everyone who's anyone must think the same way. And, and this is where my Fox and Friends little piece gets into play. When you don't allow another opinion on the airwaves, when you just say no because of politics, first of all, uh, I think it's, it's actionable. H however... That's propaganda. That's propaganda if you only have one side. And, and I, I made the argument on, on Fox and Friends, not the argument, I kind of said it kind of in a joking fashion. But like if Russia spent 20 grand, 30 grand, screw it, we'll say 100 grand, if, which they didn't. But if Russia spent uh, $50,000 on Facebook ads and another $50,000 on Google ads, and they did it on both sides. They just wanted to sow dissent. They wanted just to sow disruption. And, and, if, and if that is worthy of an investigation and that's the end of our republic and that's the end of, you know, democratic way of life and yada, yada, how bad is Colbert? Like if Russia spent a, a, a handful of, of dollars to influence the election, my goodness, shouldn't, shouldn't all of late night be up on charges? Shouldn't, shouldn't Stephen Colbert be in trouble? Shouldn't the staff of Jimmy Kimmel be in trouble? It's, it's a one-sided event, and they won't let another side participate. That's propaganda. To me, that's, that's, it's far worse. It's far worse than what Russia did. I'm talking about the late night. I want a, I want a special counsel on late night, and then I want a special counsel on, on theaters across America that like, no, we don't, you're not allowed to uh, entertain conservatives at our theater. You're not allowed to entertain Republicans. What is up with that? Every time and I, I say this all the time, every, every week, every week. And I, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll stop with the drum beat here in a second. I'll let, I'll let other people, I'll let smarter people talk. I think I know the problem and it's worse. They won't allow us on TV. Now they're saying we won't allow you in our theaters. What? This is very, very bad for our culture. So when I say get your tickets at deplorableshow.com, this has become, in my opinion, it's bigger now than a comedy show. Now it's an important show. Now it's a, like it's it's a, a rallying cry. Like this, we we, we have to support this.
as as a uh, as a as a way of life. At, at some point, draw a line in the sand, you guys. Get get tickets. Tell your friends. They they are literally they are literally trying to shut us out of civil discourse. They're trying to shut us out of the entertainment business. It's it's scary. Gypsy, I open it up to you. Am I crazy or am I sane? Am I on the right track or not? No, I mean, I, I don't think you're crazy. Um, you know, I I can't believe there hasn't been a complete outrage mob against, I believe it was iHeartRadio. I hope I'm getting that right because if I'm if I'm tagging the wrong company, that would be really bad. But iHeartRadio just voted Ben Shapiro's podcast the best new podcast of the year. Um, yeah. The, the the left is going to come down on them like a lead weight. Um, but if you're talking about new subscriptions, you know, five-star ratings, he wins. He wins. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I got to give props to whichever one of the platforms it was that actually gave him that accolade, right? Especially since, you know, the left attacked him this week for an off for a comment he made that in context I have absolutely no issue with and nobody should, you know, he ended up losing a couple of advertisers this week. You know, quip, high quip, never using your toothbrush, you're stupid. Um, so, you know, certainly I think they learned, right, that there's a market for this with the Re- Roseanne reboot. And then no, you know, they, they don't care. They don't care. I know, they don't I, care. They learned there is. I was going to say they don't care. And that's terrifying think, to me. That's the well, scary part. It's not just that. It's that if you look at this whole mob mentality, and I've heard a pretty good explanation of it by the guys that used to run Truth Revolt, um, which was kind of the opposite of Sleeping Giants, right? So Truth Revolt would go after the left the same way the left had been coming after the right, go after people's sponsors, this, that, and the other thing, right? Just to say, we can play this game too. It literally takes 15 people in an office to make that happen. Yeah. Like, it's not that many people. And, for example, I believe it was Quip that decided to drop sponsorship of Ben Shapiro after his, his comments and participation in the March for Life. You're not really going to lose anybody who's happy with your toothbrush if you keep advertising on Ben Shapiro's show. And you're probably going to get more people buying your toothbrush. That's what advertising is. Stop it. If you're, so if what's you're the what's the, the what is the market, solution? I'm talking about I'm talking about the, the bigger the bigger issue. I think Ben Shapiro is going to be fine. I got oh, I sure, think sure. I think Ben I think Ben's going to survive. Good no, lord in heaven! But then again, I'm going to put him in the talk radio box. Like for right. whatever reason, for whatever reason, the right does very good on talk radio, and and the left does not. For whatever reason, uh, however, I want to make inroads into television, and I, I've I've now backtracked to okay, they're not going to let me play by in in their reindeer games. So now I'm going to do this comedy tour, mm-hmm. and they're saying no to that. Do, Without doing a, I, I don't want to do boycotts. I'm with you. I mean, like it's, I, I, I don't want to do it. I, it's like a total last resort. However, at what point do we ask people to like legitimately like rally? Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Here's another thing right now that's very, very disappointing to me. And I'm not going to name names because I don't want to make enemies. We have a a company doing the press, 
right, for, for a deplorable show. They do a press release, and there are some very, very big media outlets on, on the right, on the right, that are, that are, like, not covering the story, which I find, like, what do you guys want? Like, wh- like, what do you want? I don't want to be a negative person. I want to be, I want to be positive. I want to be upbeat. I want to be optimistic. I want to be a magnet. So when, when a show like this gets, gets put up and, and theaters are saying, no, we don't want you here because of your politics. To me, that's a story. And, and you think that the right, first of all, conservatives and anyone on the right, libertarians, anybody who doesn't think you guys should be going awesome. I'm going to go to this show, but they, I, I don't, I don't know what the, the people want. I really don't. If you, if you can't support this, if you can't support this, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't want, I, if you can't support a, a comedy show that's going around on tour as, as a publication going, Hey, here's somebody who's trying to do something. Here are some people who are risking their reputation, legitimately risking their livelihoods. If you can't support that, I, I don't know what you want. I don't want to hear you. I, I, uh, I'll be done with people complaining. We're not on TV. We never, it's a, and it is a culture war. It is a culture war. Good Lord. Well, ben Shapiro is like, and, and then I'm, and I'll, and I'll stop fluffing for for Ben Shapiro. I was on this show in L.A. Sunday night, uh, the the Peter Tilden show. Really interesting guy, great dude. We had a blast. I'm on for an hour, and he's on uh, KABC here in Los Angeles. And and now they got Ben Shapiro on in the afternoons. I'm like, good Lord in heaven, does Shapiro ever sleep? He's got well, no, that, that's a syndicated show. It's the same one he publishes for the first hour on the Daily Wire. Oh, okay. He's in syndication, I think, in about 130 markets, um, if I remember correctly. But, I mean, the thing, the thing about theaters and the thing about, well, let, let's take theaters first. Theaters yeah. and networks and all these people who are just saying, nope, nope, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it either because... We don't want that opinion out there, or as some of the outlets told you, correct, uh, we're scared of the response. We're scared of what could happen if we are courageous enough to do this with this very funny product that we love. I mean, can you imagine any other industry that would receive a product from a creator and go, oh my god, we love it, this is great, this fills a market need, we can make money on it, oh no, we can't. I could see. I mean, that's just. I could see the. I could see the federal government doing that. I could see the federal government doing it. I could see somebody who makes a piece that's perfect for the space program that saves them an absolute fortune, and then the federal government would go, "No, no, no, we can't do it because the law dictates we have to buy from you know yada yada booty boo in squirrel bang bagel bang." Like that's the only other level. But no profit motivated business would have a creator come to them. Here's my thing. Oh my God, we love it. It's so well done. It's so wonderful, wonderful. Oh my God, look over here. Our marketing department has said, we can make money. There's a, there's a market for this. Sorry, yeah. we can't because we're scared. And that, and it, either, <laughs> they're, either they're scared, which I think is a small percentage, or they just don't want that message out there, right. which is nefarious and dangerous. We don't want people looking at issues a different way. We don't want it. We don't want to have a discussion. And maybe you can trace it back to, you know, climate change. 
where, hey, the discussion is over. We're not discussing this anymore. We're not going to discuss it. We're right. You're wrong. Moving on. We're not going to discuss conservative comedy anymore. We're right. You're wrong. There's no place for you on our airwaves. There's no place for you in, in our theater. And then people on the right, here's what I, here's what I kind of think. And and it makes me sad. It really does. This makes, this makes me legitimately sad. I think there's a segment of people on the right, conservatives, libertarians, whatever, who kind of want to see the deplorable show fail in a weird way. So then they can say, "Mm, isn't it a bummer? They can kind of like just shake their heads and go, look how bad, look how bad the state of affairs is. I don't. I don't want to be a pessimist about it, but I, there's a part of me that thinks I, I think that's true. That that like people could maybe some of these people at some of these publications, right wing publications, are are laying back to go. Look, they failed. It can't work. It doesn't work. It's bad, you guys. The problem is worse. Like, how bad does it have to get before you do something? Seriously, how bad does it have to get? And I was gonna say there. I see two problems on the right, kind of overall. Right. Okay. In terms, of, in terms of fighting the culture war, if that's what you want to call it, or at least getting our voices heard in 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 media and other spaces outside of the political arena. Okay. Yeah. Um, number one, our donors will put money into candidates and certain causes, but they do not put the same kind of money into strategies to get our folks in front of cameras in bigger spaces. So I agree. There's there's everybody has their you know, if you look at conservative donors, everybody has their little pile of money. And instead of all of them getting together and saying, what do we really need to accomplish here to make our voices heard, to make our do you know what I mean? If you look at so- yes. Soros's money and Bloomberg's money and and Steyer's money, their money goes from strategy to tactic, right? Yeah. You can trace the funding for the tactics all the way back up through strategy to that one donor and their various the various ways they shell out money. You don't have that on the right. No. No, you don't. You don't have anything from strategy through tactic. And I think that's really one of the big problems and the other big problem is the one that you pointed out um because and i think this goes back to the fundamental difference between people on the right and people on the left people are on the right are are individuals and are more likely to see a comparable person in a in a space so a comparable comedian a comparable writer a comp whatever as competition to them and a threat to their livelihood or their prominence so i have never seen the type of behavior on the right of people lifting up other people with the exception of our great producer um kung fu rick um and really trying to bring a group of people together to help um, yeah the way that you see it on the left they're collectivists they come together and do that really well you know what uh, i'm i'm so glad you brought that up i i I could not agree with both of your points more, and it's to the second one, the 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 strategy, because it it does seem like on the right things get very very bad, very very bad. Somebody goes to a donor and goes, "Oh my gosh, we got to support this candidate, we got to do this," and then the guy, whoever the guy or the woman, the donor goes, "All right, I'll write a big fat check," and then we bought. Then they go, "Oh, we bought you know ten thousand ads and a million T-shirts, and we're going to hand out the T-shirts and run the ads," and then the candidate loses. 
And they go, boy, but we but we we ran the ads and we bought all those T-shirts. It's too late. It's too late. You got to bake it in. You got to bake it in. I want to do that. Like, and, and, and I'm so glad you brought up uh, Kung Fu Rick, Rowdy Rick, and, and KLRN and the whole – the whole thing, and I'm so glad that we're here. And I'm, I'm legitimately, I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart. I love the fact that it's it's happening organically. It's happening organically, and I want to keep reaching out. And I want to keep, you know, the snowball rolls downhill, and the snowball keeps getting bigger. And I, I want to, I, I legitimately, I want to make the like, like the super friends, you know, the, the Loftus party super, super twin friends activate. Yeah, but it yeah. would be nice. To and I should I should pursue this as I move on with the deplorable tour. I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue it. There's got to be a way, and maybe we can talk after the uh, the show or later on this week about like like a flow chart. Like how do we like you you get a a, a big amount of money, you get a donor, then that money flows down into X, Y, and Z, which is going to uh, I think that I think it's very doable. I used to think uh, I was thinking too big. Now I realize I wasn't thinking uh, big enough. Okay, so those are our problems, and those are the big problems on the right. And and see, I I can get off a thing once I think I have a solution. That's I I have to think I have to think it's fixable. I I can't believe it's hopeless, and 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 good people will rise to the occasion, and 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 solutions will be found. Okay, so now we're gonna have some some fun. And we're going to make fun of some wonderful things that happened in the news, and we're going to talk some trash and, and roast the left. We got to talk about the, the the latest in the shutdown. The whole uh, the whole Nancy Pelosi calls off the State of the Union, and then Trump lets those morons get on a bus. He waits till they're at the airport, then he tells them to turn around. It was so awesome. And once again, it's one of these moments that like encapsulates the, the level of hypocrisy. When Nancy Pelosi goes, you know what? We can't do the State of the Union. It's a security issue. We can't do it, which is a, which was a total lie. It was, it was totally bogus. Boy, I, I you, you turn on MSNBC and they were just happy, so happy. They're like, whoa, she's you playing for keeps. She's a genius. She really, she shows, she showed Trump who's boss. She's so smart. She's you know pulling what? every trick out of the bag. And then, and then when Trump tells them to turn the bus around and that the taxpayers aren't paying for their little vacation photo op, he's the scum of the earth. He's the scum of the earth. And I'm like, wait a minute. What happened to playing, playing dirty and using everything? It was awesome. I loved I mean, it. I loved it. First of all, if our secret service and, and security apparatus is so impaired because of the shutdown, how do you do an international trip with a delegation of congressmen safely, Nance? Yes. Like uh, how how does she have any leg to stand on? The, the, she the, doesn't. We're so we're so compromised. We can't give a speech from the Capitol. In the I, meantime, we're going to go overseas. <laughs> I like, looked at. I actually looked up the numbers and the actual statements regarding the shutdown. DHS and Secret Service have ninety five percent of their employees working. The ones that aren't working are usually in research and policy departments. So all of the people who would actually provide security at the State of the Union are still on the job. And that was an official announcement from the official agencies at the time of the shutdown as to how their departments were going to be impacted. So that was just an out-and-out lie. And Kirsten Nielsen answered it and said, no, 
we can do security. I don't know what she's talking about in a formal statement. The reason Nancy Pelosi does not want Trump to make that speech is exactly why she hated the one last night. They don't have any good answer except for no. It is abundantly clear. It's abundantly clear. I mean, it's just she didn't want another meme of her and Chuck giving a response. That's why she can't. How many times? How many times? How many times do they have to say no before they even know what the president said? They've they've done it twice now. They've done it twice now. It's and and in my opinion, it's getting to the independent voter. You you can't keep something like this. You can't keep something like this quiet. Uh, they're they're well, making zero attempt. You cannot you cannot say I'm worried about these people who work for the federal government and they have no food and they they'll, they'll have no homes and then go to Hawaii and then go oh I'm worried about the people who who are starving who have no paychecks and then go to Puerto Rico yeah and then say I'm worried about these people and we need to do something and then go to Brussels. And mm-hmm. and say no to everything until you hear the offer. And at some point, it, it doesn't matter how many talking heads you have on CNN, how many talking heads you have on MSNBC. It if if you're not participating at all, you must not care. Actions speak louder than words. And right now, the actions of the Democratic Party and the, and the leadership of uh, Pelosi and Schumer, it's you can't defend it. You cannot defend it at all. any of this. You can't defend any of it. I've well, actually I stay away from like Facebook wars, right? I, I really do. And and there's a good friend of mine who's on there who disagrees with me, and 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 he and I have been going back and forth a little bit. But it's like, how do you? How do you? I, I don't see how the Democrats defend any of this. We well, want border security. Do something. You don't negotiate. We leave town. Blah, 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 blah. It's it's laughable. I have a couple of thoughts on 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 this. Number what? one, either Nancy Pelosi is being too cute by half because she knows she has to run far to the left to please their radical base during the presidential primary, right? She has to get those people activated. Now, I think that clown car is going to blow up like you've never seen before, but we'll, we'll talk about that some other show. Um the other, the other piece of it is she's got this brand new contingent of Democratic people in the House of Representatives. They came from purple districts, suburban voters who want things like safety and security and are concerned about the opioid epidemic and the availability of opioids and probably have been touched by somebody who has, has overdosed or, or um, committed suicide using that type of stuff, right? Um, Trump got the largest audience he gets by doing that small speech on Saturday and having it on television, having it replayed on the news and live streaming it. So people who are interested and involved in politics heard what he said and he sounded eminently reasonable, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah. So If Nancy Pelosi has to run to the left, one of the things Trump said was they had had conversations with dozens of rank-and-file Democrats. You may find some of those rank-and-file members are given permission, kind of like Joe Manchin was during the Kavanaugh hearings, Mm -hmm. to go ahead and vote the way they need to vote for their district without penalizing it while Nancy gets to go out there and be the mouthpiece. 
which is just nakedly political and awful and bad bad for civil society any way you look at it. But I could see her being that nakedly political. That's just one take. The other thing I say is this. As a manager and a person who managed managers and did performance evaluations on managers, good managers listen to their employees and their customers, right? Everything Trump is asking for was requested by Customs and Border Control and DHS. Those are the people that do the job every day. Why do all of these reporters and all of these politicians seem to think they know better how the current law needs to be enforced than the people who do the job every day? That is... It is, but that's that's the that's the great you know press play on the pre-recorded soundbite. Well, all the ex you know the experts say that this isn't the best way to do it. The experts say the experts, and that's what on my little Facebook thing. I'm like, okay, this guy, my my buddy, oh, and I, I feel bad because you know I have a podcast and I have a platform. I got a bully pulpit. Yeah, right. But my buddy, he's a great dude. He's a, he's a really great guy. He's a smart guy. He's former military. He he's. he's and he's like, he's like, uh, here's a here's a link to an article about why the wall won't work, and it's like from the Cato Institute, and and like in the title of the piece, why why a concrete what why a concrete wall won't work and is immoral, and I'm like, stop stop with the morality of it all, stop, and that's the other weird thing. We don't have time to get into it. Maybe we do. This whole new morality, like, oh my lord. Uh, I know. Like, when did the left become the Puritans? That's what I want to know. Well. the it's they're they're not the puritans it's it's their it's their last desperate hope it's 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 this weird new thing they're doing don't pay attention to what i'm actually saying think about the morality of it don't think about if i'm factually correct think about the morality of it and like what i don't see what is about immoral about feelings and i but i don't know what is immoral about the wall anyway but yeah uh, my buddy he links me to an article about why a concrete wall won't work and then i'm like okay we're not even talking about a concrete wall anymore we gave up on that uh, we're talking about steel well, slats, giving- and then here's and here's a list uh, that I have that's not from the Cato Institute of all these uh, border fences and barriers that do work. San they Diego, do work. Jim Acosta everywhere, showed us everywhere, all over the globe, all over the globe. And then and then of course then they go to well a submarine they use yeah because every drug dealer has a submarine there's so many submarines so uh, I don't want to go over well trod territory I I loved. Uh, it's going to fall in the Democrats' lap, no matter. I don't care what said, uh, what what Trump said in the White House. You know, they they keep running that clip again and again. I'm glad to take the mantle of the shutdown. It is on the Democrats. You, you, you I don't know how you, you can see it any other way. The whole and Trump, point and the whole the whole the whole goal, right, is to have people funnel through our designated ports of entry. Yeah, you can't create the funnel. If you leave it wide open, yes. that's why we were able to control the last caravan. There is steel slat fencing, right, that needs to be repaired in some areas, but there's steel, see-through steel slat fencing that people cannot climb over. They have to go through the gates. Yeah, and it's and it just – That's what we're talking about. And it's funny to watch, you know – the big media, uh, big media spin it in any way. And I, I'm always coming, I always come back to, you know, that, that poor little kid who crossed the desert with hopefully his dad or whatever and got sick and got the flu and was dehydrated and end up, ended up dying. And then the world is supposed to stop. 
the world is supposed to stop because this poor child uh, was the victim of his father's well-intentioned idea and it was whatever but, but like one child one child how many and you're like hey 300 people are dying of ods every week 300 americans are dying from these drugs that are coming in and well the, the, the drugs come in on submarines and ultra okay uh i don't want to i don't want to beat that horse to death it, it's just the media and their endless I'm, – I'm always amazed by how, how they spin stuff. Nancy was brilliant for canceling that. Trump's a villain for canceling her thing. But the I latest the – I saw the best meme on Facebook. It said, I, don't, I totally disagree with Trump um, canceling Nancy Pelosi's flight. I would have waited and canceled the return flight. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, that's beautiful. It was very funny. That was a very, very funny one. I also enjoyed the one uh, where it showed the silhouette of the witch flying across the New York skyline. Mm-hmm. So it looked like she found her own way. Okay, here's the other big example. We're, 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 horrible, we're horrible show people if we don't talk about the BuzzFeed thing. This, to me, I always think it, it can't get any worse, and then it does get worse. I can't think the point couldn't be made any more clear, and then it does become crystal crystal clear the latest from buzzfeed uh the the if it's true story that's what i'm calling it if it's true if this if it's true and that's that's every outlet ran with it every outlet ran with it uh buzzfeed they they said they had proof of uh trump giving orders to cohen to lie and and so finally after an afternoon hours and hours and hours of everyone salivating if it's true the president, must, if it's true, if it's true, finally, even even Team Mueller had enough. Even Mueller, the investigation had enough, and they came out with a statement. And so now, the wonderful part of this is like you actually had a, a pundit on CNN going, "This is a black eye for the media. This is a black eye for the media." I'm sure that guy is probably fired this afternoon. <laughs> Brian like, Stelter was tripping all over himself trying to make it okay. Oh my god, it was disgusting. They were, they were doing they were doing it again today. Juan oh, Juan Williams on Fox was doing great. He's like, hey, uh, Watergate. They didn't have uh, they didn't have source. They had one source. They had a, they had one anonymous source. Oh Watergate. God. They did, they didn't see any papers and they ran with the story. I kind of remember them. I kind of do remember. Uh, those guys getting an, another source and, and having uh, well, they were able to that, back up their story. Can, can we look at the history of one of those reporters? This isn't the first time he's made crap up. He's yeah. the one that reported that Carl Rove was indicted. Oh, you're talking happened. about Buzz, you're talking about BuzzFeed, not uh, not uh, Juan Williams, Williams no, but one of the guys at BuzzFeed. Yeah. He oh, was they're a joke. They're an absolute joke. Yeah. I, if 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 you're willing to die on the hill. Of BuzzFeed's credibility, just get out of journalism. Get out. Seriously. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how people don't get fired after this. I don't know how anybody can take BuzzFeed uh, seriously, and I don't know how. I don't know how journalists can't start policing themselves. How many times? Now, the wonderful thing, the wonderful side uh, side effect, if you're on the left, is the constant drumbeat of uh, Trump is guilty, collusion with Russia, Trump is guilty. It's been going on for two years, over two years. So they're baking that in. They're baking that into the independent voter. But, like, 
literally, how many times have we been down this road? I've seen compilation videos on 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 mm-hmm. YouTube where like this is it, this is the end of Trump. This is now it. they're circling the wagons. This is the beginning of the end, and and to have this constantly happen, and and now. Hopefully, even the layman on the street who's just sitting at the bus stop can see it's there's at least a big one like this. It seems like every month, every month. Oh, at least this is it. The the, a the week amount, feels like cannot, a month, so I'd say every week. <laughs> dig it. You can't you can't uh, rack this up to honest mistakes anymore. If you try to like, it has been overwhelmingly negative and they all salivate over the prospect of well if it's true here's what's going to happen and they take great glee and they rejoice in it you cannot this isn't just "Mm, sometimes we get it wrong when we're trying to find a story they've wrapped themselves up in that and I don't want I don't want like a, a a federal investigation or anything. I want the the journalists to do it for themselves. But like no, they don't, it, it is they it's don't shameful. Remember when Trump moved the head of uh, of Martin oh uh, Martin God. Luther King? That was the first one. It was like day one. I day know, one. but you know what I think is going to transform this whole thing to some extent. The whole Russia what? collusion Mueller investigation. If Barr is confirmed, we have a real attorney general that did not have to recuse himself. Yeah. And he seems like a pretty straight shooter. Um, He knows Mueller. And I actually think the prospect of him being confirmed in the Senate is one of the reasons that the Mueller team came out and said, yeah, no, that never happened. Aha! I think there is going to be because now they're not going to report to Rosenstein. They're going to report to the attorney general. The attorney general Uh is no longer wounded. Yeah, Gypsy putting the pieces together. See, that's why this is a good show. I'm thinking because I swear that was like on the tip of my tongue. But like, ever? Why did Mueller do this? Why did? But you're absolutely right. Because the new attorney general will come in and go, "Let's find the leaker." Yup, there yep. is a new sheriff coming into town. Yep. There is a new sheriff coming into town. Okay, that's uh, that's awesome insight. It's not going to get better than that, so I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, once again, the media. I'm just going to keep bitching about the media. Do we get uh, to today. talk about the real bombshell? That the the real? Didn't cover? Um, well, uh, and his testimony? Did you hear about this? My my week has been insane. My week has been okay. insane. I have not. Tell me. Bruce Orr. Bruce Orr, in his congressional te- testimony, which Kimberly Strassel, who I trust far more than BuzzFeed, um, <laughs> has obtained, in his testimony said, when he gave the Justice Department and the FBI the dossier, he told them where it came from. He told him it was a product of opposition research and cautioned them that it may not be reliable. And he did that in July. Yeah. They went for the FISA warrant in September with no additional anything and kind of referred to the information in the FISA warrant but never said what it was. So it is becoming so much more clear that the initial FISA warrant to take a look at Carter Page was complete garbage. Well, I, 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 nothing, very few things would bring me more joy than if, that if people actually got in trouble for this, if people actually oh, yeah. got in trouble for weaponizing 
the the government against a private citizen. Nothing would make me happier. That would me that, too. that would be awesome. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad they got it. I hope they stay on the story. I feel like I'm failing now because I'm, I'm not digging in with 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 both hands on it. But it, it seems like yay, 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 yay. But, but it's, yeah, I've, I've I've been down this road before. You think, oh man, now they've got the evidence. Now they got the emails. Now they got the texts, and it's it's hopefully well, something happens again. It was all your favorite usual usual sub suspects. It was McCabe. It was Strock. It was Page. Yeah, that he told. Yeah. Like you can't you can't you know. There's nothing in here that's been verified. It's a product of opposition research. It's likely tied to the Clinton campaign. He gave them, according to his testimony, he gave them all that information in July. And to me, that tells me that the FBI has decided it's like a fourth co-equal branch of government. You know, yeah. they decided that, oh, his attitudes about Russia were concerning. You know what? That's none of your business. For, you don't do foreign policy. The president it's... and his appropriate appointees craft the foreign policy for the administration. You don't have to agree with it. It's 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 very scary and and really mm-hmm. this someone's got to get in trouble. Someone's well, got to get in trouble. I agree because it's beginning to sound like the most paranoid person's deep state conspiracy theory is actually true. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and that's really and that's this is I've been saying this since. Uh, day one of the podcast. It's always like, who's watching the watchers? Who's watching the watchers? And you just cannot have the Justice Department and the FBI running around deciding who the president's going to be. They're they're not allowed to do that. No, they're not. You're not allowed to do that. We don't like you, so we're going to investigate you and try to ruin you and end you and all that other stuff. But it's all about... Hillary Clinton was a criminal. They knew she was a criminal. Oh, here's a but fun they little were story. Have her be there. I mean, what? Well, anyway. here's no. I I want to uh, no. I, I you just reminded me of something that like I wanted to make sure that I had on the podcast because I loved it that you're like, hey, did you hear this thing about Bruce Orr? And I'm like, no, I didn't. And then ba 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 ba. Suddenly, I'm enlightened. This one I think bears a little bit of discussion. I don't want to get too far uh, into the weeds. On this, okay, Uh, this is a tweet from the Justice Department, and this is a couple days ago. Uh, A prominent global law firm agrees to register as an agent of a foreign principal. So that's that's what that's the tweet. Okay, a prominent global global law firm. So this is um, the Obama White House counsel. Former Obama White House counsel's firm agrees to pay $4.6 million to the Department of Justice and register as a foreign agent to settle charges it was illegally acting as an agent of Putin's allies in the Ukraine and influencing the Obama administration and Congress. <laughs> so this happened. This is not, this is oh. not conjecture. This is not a tinfoil hat. This is someone going back and going, hey, you guys, uh, we're trying to get uh, Donald Trump in charge, in trouble for this thing that you actually did, that you actually did. So that here's the Paul deal. Paul Manafort is sitting in jail for. Yeah. So they yeah. give him the option. Hey, you guys should probably pay this fine so we can get this off to the side. 
which is exactly what they did. And so you'll you'll know about it because you you're smart and you're funny and you listen to the Loftus Party. But this is and and you bring up Manafort, which which he was working for the Podesta Group. Now one of the things that Manafort's in trouble for is like, oh, you didn't register as a foreign agent. And well, neither, neither did, did the neither did the Podestas, but the Justice Department and and everyone else is like, hey, you guys forgot to fill. They go to Manafort, they're like, you didn't fill out this form, you're going to jail. They go to right. the Podestas and they go, you didn't fill out this form, you need to fill out the form. It is so. There are two sets well, of laws, then, you guys. And they collected some several million dollars from these people who forgot to fill out the form. Oh, it's it's just it'd be it'd be hilarious if it wasn't our government. It would be hilarious if it wasn't our government. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be the title of my book, by the way. I'm calling it right now. It's always funny until somebody loses a country. I think that's a wonderful title for a book. Actually, I kind of like the first the first one. It would be funny if it wasn't our government. Yeah, I like yeah. that. It's snappy. Either. Either way, it's snappy. But like the media, and oh my gosh, I'm I'm like right now I am I am right wing talk radio. But the media won't cover it. These are the stories the media, and they won't, and they nope. won't. And another another great example, which has literally uh, Facebook and Twitter burning up right now, burning up. It's these kids. And this is the this is how the the liberals framed it. These kids. Uh, who are st- are on the steps of uh, you know of some building in DC? They go and they they get in the, they get in an Indian's face and they start screaming at him, bad Indian, bad Indian, hubba hubba. They make it so horrific. And and even Greg Gutfeld is like somebody needs to smack these kids around. However, that's not what happened. It's not what happened at all. When you look at no, the entire no. tape, these kids are on the stairs. They're having a great time. They're part of the March for Life. And, and like, I'm sure they're they're on a field trip with their school. And mm-hmm. they were told, hey, stay by these stairs. We need to make sure everybody's here. So as teenagers will do, they're, they're singing and they're dancing and they're having a good time. And they're all hanging out waiting for whatever's next. In the meantime... There's an there's an old Indian dude, and and I guess he's a real Native American. He's beaten on a drum. This guy wanders across the street and into them. He he goes yeah. out of his way to get himself in the middle of them. And this this one kid, this one kid who everybody's making out to be a supervillain, bless that kid's heart. He doesn't move. He stands there. He, he doesn't, doesn't say a word. Doesn't say a word. He just puts a little grin on his face. As if to say, I know what game you're playing, old man. I and guess just... what? I'm playing the same game, too. I'll stand here and smile. That kid deserves a medal. That kid is awesome. Not only is he not a villain, he's... I, I, my kid would do the same thing. You want to play? You want to play a game, old man? You want to get in my face with a drum? I'm going to stand here and smile. I'm not going to raise my voice. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to put my hands on you. I'll just stand here and politely smile. That kid is awesome. And shame on anybody who is is rushing to judgment without seeing the whole video. Well, not just that. Um, I guess video released today, and I haven't watched it for myself, so I'm going to give you that caveat. Some black nationalists were harassing these kids to begin with because they were wearing a MAGA hat. Um, and honestly, when I looked at the video, have you ever seen a nervous smile? Like, I don't even know what to do with this. The kid's like 15 years old. Yeah. I don't even think yeah. it was confrontational in his mind. He's like, what the heck? Sam Hill is this? You know? And 
Some people laugh when they're scared. I mean, you don't know what an individual's response could be to an individual situation. But as I'm watching this go down last night, and, and Kathy Griffin, Kathy Griffin, you never want to meet me. Because I will punch you in the head for what you did last night. She tried to dox high schoolers. Wow. Put their names out there. She was still going on about it today. Literally, a, a comedian in Hollywood with millions of followers and, um, you know, tons of people that are going to amplify her message was looking for names of these kids. Yeah. Well, and, and everybody, this is, this is the great, this is, it's a wonderful point. It's a wonderful point that everybody rushes to judgment. Everybody rushes to judgment. And when you see a little clip of something, you cannot, you cannot judge but within an hour, people had found articles where this this gentleman, this veteran with the drum, had claimed victim status before for people getting in his face. Yeah, like he, he, this isn't the first time he's done this. Yeah, and it's I common there there is a ton of people in the conservative movement because guys, guys, just because Trump is president doesn't mean we don't wait for evidence. We need to know the whole story. I think. Those kids are owed an apology by the archdiocese um, who threatened to expel them for nothing. And a whole bunch of people on the right who jumped in on the pylon about how awfully these kids were behaved. I mean, yeah. literally, there are some people with really deep pockets. If I was that kid's parents, I'd be getting a lawyer. <laughs> it is, like, yeah. I'm going to take you for being dumb. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's scary. There's a, there's a reason... Uh, that the wheels of justice go slow. There's a reason our government works slow. You're supposed to think things out but, and, and not just be part the of the mob. Get all the information. Yeah. Yes. And now, yes. now a bunch of really smart people are saying teenagers shouldn't be allowed to wear mega hats. Oh, boy. Well, that's part of it. It goes to the whole show. It goes to the whole theme of the show of of big media and and baking in this message. They're just baking it in. If you think this way, if you like the president, if you like smaller government and you dare and you dare to announce it, you need to be villainized. That's that's just it. There's something inherently bad is what they're trying to say. And they're baking it in. They're baking it in. I'm afraid to wear a MAGA hat. You I'm know afraid. me. You know me. I didn't vote for the man. I don't like the man. I like some of the things he does, and I like some of the things, some of his policies. I'm still not a fan of Trump the person, okay? These people make me want to tattoo MAGA on my forehead, stitch yeah. it on every article of clothing I have down to my underwear, and run Hello. around downtown Atlanta. Let's do that. We should <laughs> film it, and we'll put it on YouTube. <laughs> I'm gonna Gypsy have a strips MAGA hat. underwear. I'm and gonna have a no, no. I'm not gonna strip. I'm just gonna moon people with MAGA <laughs> on my ass. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I don't even like the guy. It like, is. Uh, oh, you know what? I, I like him. I like him. I like him more than ever. I like him more than ever. More than I ever. Like and him. like seriously, if I had, if I had to hang out for an afternoon, if I had to hang out for an afternoon with a. Republican president, I would totally pick Trump. I wouldn't even think about it. Like like George W., that's eh, okay. He's going to show you around. He's like, what, are we allowed to go back? Are we allowed to go to dead people? You can raise the dead. All right. If we You're can raise any Republican president. If we're going to raise the dead, I might have to go uh, Teddy Roosevelt. 
Oh, that's true. That's going to be know, a fun I might want to talk right to there. Nixon, too. I just might want to talk to that I guy. I think it's going to be a boring thing. We should do, you know yeah. what? This is, this is, we're, you know what we're doing right now? We're what? reinventing the Loftus Party barbecue. We're reinventing oh. the Loftus Party barbecue. To like, include dead people. <laughs> yeah. But like, All I right. would to, like, seriously, Teddy Roosevelt would be a great hang. That guy is going to oh, be yeah. a great hang because you're going to go horseback riding. You're going to tell war stories. You're going to go out. You're going to go camping. There's going to be a barbecue. There's going to be literature. There's going to be great coffee. It's going to be amazing. You know, George I- W. is going to be an okay time, but then he's going to be like, hey, yeah, I paint. And then he's going to have to show you his paintings, and then you're going to have to pretend like they're good, and you're going to have to be polite. And it's going to be awkward for a while. However, with Trump, man, he's going to be like, we're going to hit McDonald's. Then we're going to go over here. Then we're going to see this hotel. Ooh, there's a nightclub over here. There's going to be private jets. There's going to be supermodels. So <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Barbecue? Listen, we might have to make a we might have to make a run. We might have to get some 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 more Dom Perignon. We're going to hit. We're going to swing know. by Kanye's place. We're going to pick up Kanye and Kim. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I don't know. I, I just think the. Like I said, I, I like some of the things he does. The plane thing kind of cracked me up. Probably not very positive in conservative circles, but I'm Irish. Dish best served cold. You guys get it. Um, it, it was <laughs> so I think if you have that tendency in you, that was pretty funny. Um, the Dear Diary tweet to Jim Acosta when he put up that stupid video about that. That was perfect. Pitch Hilarious. Perfect. Hilarious, right? Dear um, Diary. As far as him as a person still not a fan though i do like some of his policies and i'm 100 percent behind him on this shutdown but the world is getting completely topsy-turvy because i'm doing things like retweeting geraldo rivera and piers morgan yeah i agree with them the left has gone so far left they're kicking out piers morgan and geraldo rivera it's it's listen i'm all for i did the i did another podcast uh, and radio thing for the blaze. Uh, and I forget the guy's name. I forget the Heaton, something Heaton. And I was on his show and we were talking about, we we're talking about tribalism and populism. And I'm like, I'm all for tribalism. I want to have the fight. Like I want to move, I want to move past all this and we can't move past it until we have the fight. And that's the, we always say it's the wonderful side effect of the Trump administration is the masks are off and the media is finally just, they're showing everyone. That they are the ad agency for the left. For that's the Democratic it. Democratic National Party. Yes, that's it. So now we know. So now that's the reality. That's the baseline. That's where we can start with. And they can show me all the polls in the world, and I don't believe them unless unless I want to believe them. Like the latest poll that shows Trump's popularity with Latinos is way way up. Is way way up. If you come here legally. You probably don't like illegal immigration. Those people cut in line. Nobody likes a line cutter. Dig it. Dig <laughs> it. Like That's the only time I really want to slap somebody is when they get in front of me in line and they weren't there. If you wouldn't let somebody do it at Disneyland, why would you let them do it in your country? Exactly. Uh, okay. Trump did the fast food thing at the White House. I Love thought it was it. awesome. I thought it was fantastic. But shame on Burger King. Burger King, those those – it really rubbed me the wrong way. They came out with a tweet the next day. They're like, since we sold so many uh, ham hamburgers yesterday, we're uh, like, a, I, I don't know what it was. It was like a spelling error or a, a, a and, and, and Burger King took a little, a little a side swipe at the president. And, you know, and you know what Burger King, 
you you better watch it. You're on thin ice because you're not choice number one. I, I really thought about going after him, but like someday they might want to sponsor me, so I <laughs> so I didn't go well, at him here, too hard. Here's the but other like, thing: you, you were talking about boycotts, right? So I'm not going to boycott Burger King. But it's certainly going to factor into my decision as to which fast food I am going to go get. That's what all of these things do, right? There's alternatives to all of them. So it factors into my decision. So I'm probably not going to buy it, but I don't call that a boycott. I call it making a consumer decision. I did it yesterday. I did it uh, the other day to uh, Ben & Jerry's. I did it the other day to Ben & Jerry's. I was was at the mall. Why did I have to go to the mall? I'm sorry. yeah, I was like picking up new glasses or yeah, I was getting getting a new get yeah, it, it's not so bad after Christmas. I was getting a new pair of glasses and I was getting a new uh battery put in my wristwatch. And so mm-hmm. uh took the boys there and <clears throat> we're grabbing some dinner, uh, you know, mall food, whatever. I'm a horrible parent. So so afterwards <laughs> they're like, Hey, let's go grab some ice cream and I'm like I'm like, That sounds insane. That sounds great. And so we go down to uh, the the first level of of the mall here in Studio City, and uh, yeah, that yeah. means that means that, that we're out of time. So, so we go down to the ice cream place, and it's and it's Ben and Jerry's, and I'm like, I don't want to give them money. I don't want to give them money because they're actively trying to get rid of the president that I'm digging. So they I'm like, anti semites on their ice cream. <laughs> So I'm like, hey, you know what sounds good? Seize candy. Let's go get some. And, like, and, and the guys are like, hey, yeah, let's go do that. So we went and got some seize candy instead. So there you go. I I, I, I really put it to the man. I hope I hurt you, you bad. a consumer decision. Okay. Uh, that's the show. My apologies again uh, to Leslie. We'll get you on next week. Check out, I got a new endeavor going on. I want to put it on the Loftus Party. It'll be up by the time this airs. It's Bullet Points. Bullet Points is a new little video project myself and Judd Dunning. And I'm going to try to make it a Loftus Party exclusive. Go to the website. Sign in. Post stuff. We're having fun. Listen, great times. I will give you further updates on the Deplorable Show as we go. I love you. Put some pants on. We'll talk to you next week.